0: Yes, welcome back to the Met How Was podcast. with me, Josh, and me, Dono. Dono, this is round two, baby. We just got one minute and twenty four seconds into recording, and we're starting again. Um, and you actually explained something really well. So I'm annoyed. I'm going to ask this question again, and be surprised when you say it again. But your your name today, while we're recording, is Mister. Why have you called yourself Mister? Um, it's oh well, it's what it's what Unai Emery. Uma,
1: <laughs> Unai Emery is affectionately known as um, by by playing staff. So, in homage to Mister, I've named uh, myself Mister on this recording, um, because he pulled off a Mister class this weekend. Jesus Christ! Set the standard. <laughs> Good. Set the standard.
0: Little early. Little early. Would let them know you're there, just like Mason Holgate did on the weekend, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> I mean, trees. Um, but we're back. Another week in football. Um, again, I feel like every time we do a week in football, a lot is going on. Um I want to start off. With, um, we're talking about the big game on Saturday, which I don't feel like we can ignore, which is Chelsea City. Um, Chelsea were really good, weren't they? Yeah. I, it's funny, isn't it? Like,
1: Pochettino's teams always seem to do quite well against Pep's teams. Um, his Spurs side, they always came up against, whenever they came up against City, they was always, they were, they were always a hard team to beat. Um, and the same goes for, for Chelsea now. This is what this is, the, yeah, the second game they've played them in the league. Um, the first game was that, was it 4 3? I can't remember what it finished now, but that was like the best game of the season so far. Or- and then this one again, it's like Chelsea turn up for the big games, don't they? It seems like. And then get dispatched by the fucking the lower teams i don't if they're, they're so weird at the moment i'm I'm a little bit worried um i've been i've been i've been bashing them for a long time and i'm starting i'm starting to get a little bit worried because <laughs> <laughs> i think they, as if is they of... they're gonna stick with him and i think it's gonna it's gonna click it's gonna click it's starting to look like it's starting to click
0: yeah and as is as is standard protocol with us um we slag some players off, and then they play really well. So I, f- I thought Malagusto was good. <laughs> I don't rate Malagusto <laughs> at all, but I thought I thought Malagusto was good on the weekend. But I think the one for me that I've I've been like, what is he? Was Axel Tazasi? Axel Tazasi was absolutely class on the weekend. I thought. I thought mm-hmm. it's, it's it it, uh, and it's it's probably naivety on my point from uh, or maybe from our point, but definitely from my point. I was like, he's crap, but. He is a centre back playing at right back. He like Chelsea, Chelsea, a lot of the times they play with a back four, have a right back have a centre back at right back and a centre back at left back. And then they played the two, obviously Zassi and Colwell in the middle, and they both looked very, very, very good. I mm-hmm. think I like Colwell a lot. I think Colewell will be I think Colwell could go to the Euros. Um I don't know if I don't I'm not 100 percent but I think he could go to Euros. Southgate clearly likes him as well. But you just kind of think. Now you, when you see them playing in your right positions, you kind of understand why Chelsea went for those type of players. Um, because obviously having Chilwell back and Chilwell actually looked up to, I looked up to scratch. Gusto looked good. Thought Enzo looked good. But again, even, even like... I know he. I know he wasn't particularly bad, but honestly, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Caicedo looks like he's playing football in jeans, and he does genuinely look <laughs> like he plays football in jeans at the moment. Like I don't understand. Like he, not he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I'm not bad i will not going to say he's a bad game, but he just looks like so restricted. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe that's just me being. Maybe that's just me being horrible. But if Chelsea had someone, if Chelsea went, I mean, ev- there's not a podcast in, in the world that reviews anything to do with the Premier League that haven't said this this season. This is groundbreaking. But if Chelsea had bought a striker, they would, they, they would have won that game. Oh, Jackson, Jackson was all right. He played actually played relatively well, but he's just so wasteful, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't.
1: Oh. He's. I don't think he's a top. He's definitely not going to be a top. Does that? he's not a top striker um I'm not even sure, I'm not even certain that's his best position um I think he'd probably be more suited to playing off like off the left or something like that because he, he's not he's not like a He's not like a Rasmus Hoyland is he through the middle he's not
0: like a a natural born number nine loves to put the ball in the back of the net um it was in someone's underwhelming side of the 11 under, under, underwhelming 11 of the season I'm going to say about four weeks ago but my you're very
1: welcome for the curse you're very <laughs> um, no I just I'm not, I'm not convinced as a number uh, that he's a number 9 um but, but yeah the, the jury's out on, on Nicholas Jackson and I'm sure we'll come on her in six weeks time and be saying about how great he is
0: yeah I can't wait for Nicholas Jackson to be the Ballon d'Or next year that's going to be class and um, he um yeah, because they Chelsea did a thing, didn't they? Where Sterling started playing through the middle and Jackson started playing off the left, and he looked better. I agree. I think the um, one of the things the questions that came to mind is, um, I, I've actually thought this a few. I thought this a few times, but maybe a, res, a, a result in a performance. Like, I know it's only a it's a one all draw. Yes, it's away at City, but I think the performance is the more impressive part. It really does have to beg the question, like is should this be the end of Thiago Silva because for me my pers- my personal perspective on it is Thiago Silva is outstanding right Thiago Silva is outstanding and the fact that he can play at a level that he does when he's 39 is is extremely impressive but he will you will naturally if you were playing in a 3 or in a 2 and Thiago Silva was next to you you will you will naturally sit 5 yards deeper Mm. So those gaps in between your centre backs and your midfield are naturally going to be wider. And yes, Thiago Silva's highlights will look like he is playing really well because he can still come in with those, with the tackles and blocks and stuff. But it's easier, it's easier to defend if you're sitting deeper. It's easier to not easier to defend. It's it's, it's not. It's actually Well, I, don't, I I'm not a professional footballer. I don't know. But it's easier to make yourself look like you are doing more if you are sitting deeper. If you put in an example right, if you had a centre-back that played on the halfway line or a centre-back that played on the edge of the 18-yard box, who's going to come in with more blocks and more tackles? It's going to be the defender on the 18-yard box, right? So, do you think that, it obviously still looks good, but do you think that it's maybe time that they move away from him? He is 39, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to want to play how most teams play, which is a higher line, um, playing out from the back against big sides. Well, sorry, against anyone in the Premier League. The ball in behind, he's vulnerable. He's very, very vulnerable. And I don't mm. think his qualities outweigh his vulnerabilities at this age, just because if you're going to play, you need to play a four. Chelsea probably going to need to start playing a four based on the amount yeah. of the quality they've got going forward. Um, and I don't think at 39, if you want to be a top, to let's say, to say for the argument to say top six side, because they're not at the moment, to be a top six side you're probably gonna have to fade out a 39 year old center back
0: yeah agreed uh um, and
1: that's and not to, also, say, that's I, not to I, say that they wouldn't keep him in the squad maybe next season because undoubtedly he's massive for the dressing room no doubt about that yeah brazil captain he's played for milan he's played for psg he's played for chelsea he's won everything um apart from the world cup um so having that player in the dressing room is great, no doubt. I'm sure he'd probably go into coaching. Um, to have him at Chelsea for a little bit longer would probably be would probably be beneficial for these young players. And I'm probably, sh- I'm probably pretty, sh- I'm, probably pretty sh- I'm probably pretty, I'm absolutely certain that's why Pochettino would have kept him about for this season.
0: Yeah, I think, I think as well. He's Thiago Silva is one of those uh, the right to make his decision on whether he stays or doesn't stay as well. Like and have another year. This isn't like a case of. This isn't a case of bashing Tiago Silva because Tiago Silva is absolutely outstanding. It's more a case of if a side wants to if a side wants to develop and play the way that they want to play. I don't think you can play a thirty nine year old centre back every week. Like you, like yeah. well you can, like you, you as good as he is. On he, no, is that yeah? That's it. He can't be. He can be someone that comes in and plays two and five. I think, but I don't think he can play every week. Um, on. Um, Uh, the reaction as well, like from City, like it was, like it was, it was as if someone had like died in the middle of the pitch. It was like, mate lads, you drew one all at home to Chelsea. Like it's not the end of the world, but it does, but in the same sense, it just, I think everyone thought, maybe not everyone, but I definitely thought that this was going to be the start of City pissing the league. Mm -hmm. I thought when they went, because they went, what, 11 games unbeaten, I thought this was right. I was like, right, it will go up to 20. And, City City could have, could have won the game feasibly, in the same sense that Chelsea could have won the game very, like, Harlan's headers, and Haaland on a different day, Harland scores two or three, but a, a sign that they're human just opens it up a little bit, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, massively. If you look at the table now, they've only got one game in hand, and they are four points off Liverpool. I mean, they've still got to play Liverpool, but it's... Yeah. Are Liverpool, are Liverpool going to lose three games between now and the end of the season? I, I don't think they are. I yeah, mean, I'm not saying they need to lose three games for Man City to catch them, but that 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 Chelsea game really the amount of chances that I'm, I'm going to say it, everyone has said it, but the amount of chances that Haaland had for him to not take one of those. I mean, some of them were some of them were credit to him that they were they were difficult chances, but. Knowing his quality, he should probably put at least one of them away. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that I can see why they would be gutted about that 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 result. But the weekend they'll go smash whoever they've got next, and they'll be back straight back in it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I still think they're going to pit Liverpool. I, I had Liverpool yeah. down as as, my, as 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 um winning the title this season. Um, after a few like a few weeks ago. I kind of changed my mind last week. I'm going to stick with City now because I think one bat it's not a bad, it's not too bad of a result, but it's still quite, it's still two massive points dropped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, and I think just on Liverpool because we probably won't talk about that game too much because it wasn't no, nothing of like major interest happened. Obviously, Salah came back and scored. I think as well, if you're the twelve thirty on a Saturday, unless you're a, unless it's a massive tie, you're probably going to be one of the ones that's forgotten about. Routine four one win, but they've lost. I don't know whether I don't know if Darwin is injured or not injured. Jota went off, Jones went off. Um, Salah's obviously just come back from injury. That uh, it could hamper them. But what I thought when I was looking at that was fuck me, Liverpool's attacking options are a joke, aren't they? Like as in. <laughs> As in, um, yes. For example, Darwin goes off injured, but then Gakpo comes in and scores. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, not that, not that he's not that Gakpo is world class, but he would probably start for majority of he would probably start for a majority of sides. And then, our, what what they've been playing? Nunes, Nunez, Diaz, and Jota. Well, Nunes and Diaz and uh, Nunez and Jota go off injured. Well, fine. Well, we'll bring on Salah and Gakpo. It is just mm-hmm. a bit of a. It is just a bit of a joke, and they've got um, obviously Elliot can play higher up if he needs to as well. But I just, I feel like, yeah, I, again, I kind of feel like City are going to do it. But and I think this this leads nicely onto the next point is, I thought after Arsenal beat Liverpool, I thought that would the the results afterwards would be as important as the results they got on the day, in the sense of. It wouldn't surprise me as, as if Arsenal as passion merchants just got so overexcited about winning yeah. that it was just like too much, and then they just sort of it, it just the, they hit the brakes and stuff, and they just didn't pull anything out afterwards. But ever since they've got they went they beat West Ham six nil, and they went to beat Burnley five nil, and we need to apologise against Kai Havertz because he scored great and it's goal. called a great goal, Brilliant yeah, goal. but
1: great touch, great finish. But,
0: I, yeah, it is a great touch and great finish. But what I want to come on to before we talk about Arsenal is is Burnley. What the fuck? What the actual fuck are Burnley? Because I'm sorry, right? And I understand, I I understand the appointment of Vincent Company, and I actually kind of under and not even kind of, I fully understand why they haven't sacked him, because I think they could kind of see there was an idea of it, it, that it might work, it might not work, but if we stick with Vincent, if we go down, the likelihood is he's still going to progress the club, go we're going to go back up. But it has to come to a point where you, where, you, where you negate the fact that it's sticking to your ideals and it's just lunacy. Because the, the tackle for the penalty is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and there's things, there's things that you're like, oh yeah, he plays a brilliant style of football, he can, he's trying to implement this style of football and stuff, but Kai Havertz's goal is outstanding, but it's one long throw it's, it's yeah. one long throw gets that in and it's like you can those things cannot be accepted whether it's the player's fault or the manager's fault that type of shit cannot be expected because they looked absolute dog and every time I've seen them uh, well not every time I've seen them the few times I've seen them and th- the times obviously I've watched highlights so you watch all the highlights for all these I think fucking hell they look crap yeah they do look really bad um, I do <sighs> I admire
1: them for sticking with him but I also wonder is it is it kind of pointless because I I don't think he'll stay if they go down I don't think he will want to stay and manage another season in the championship I think he'll have this like this is a complete speculation but I would imagine he would think he's above the championship despite being a fucking shit Premier League manager (laughs) I feel like he would think well I won the league in the championship why would I go back down and do it all again it's only gonna well it's only going to hamper his reputation.
0: You think if he doesn't do the same thing and bounce straight back up again, um, I think his re- I think his reputation's pretty hampered already, though, isn't it? Because he because he was he got approached for the Spurs job. He got approached for the Spurs job. He's the Spurs aren't going nowhere near him now. What? Vincent company got approached for the Spurs job before they hired Han so, Ange.
1: Oh my God! Why did he not take it? What is he <laughs> thinking? I don't know. Yeah, he got approached the Spurs. Uh, oh. Have
0: you not? Have you watched the Burnley documentary?
1: Yeah, but I don't remember that bit. They're
0: is that, pretty open about like... is the fact that you got. Oh wait, before yeah, before the end of the season, he gets approached. Before the end of the season, he gets approached, and they're pretty yeah. open about it. I
1: do remember that. Yeah, I do remember now. Oh my god, mate! He's <laughs> he's never get.
0: He's never get, he he right. Vincent Company is not going to never get a good. Would never. You can't say he's never going to be offered a job like that again because that would be naive. But it's going to take a while for his reputation to be, a, a, or for his stock to rise enough that he could take a job like that. You've also got to bear
1: in mind, though, like that he <laughs> he did a he did quite a bad job at Anderlecht, right? He got sacked after a couple of months, wasn't it? He was a, he went to Anderlecht as a player, player player coach, wasn't it? I think it was player coach or player yeah. manager. After a few games, he retires, becomes the manager, and then it's a case they don't. And they're expected to win the league every year, aren't they? Really? I mean, I know, I know Club Brugge are also, um, like... And Royal Antwerp. But Royal and Antwerp. And they are they I mean, are the really Belgian, expected nah,
0: to win it. There's quite a competitive league, to be fair. There's five good clubs in there. Am I doing a or disservice? Or five clubs that have... Five, yeah, I think you might be doing the disservice. Club okay. Brugge, well, He's
1: expected I, well, I, I don't to win know. it. Um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, So, But... He's he's not done very well in Belgium. He's come to Burnley, got a, got a great job, really massive club, um in Burnley, um and what, winning the championship is no like it's, it's that's not easy. That is a fucking hard job. He's done brilliantly to win the championship and to win it so yeah. convincingly with a really good like with a brand of football that is attractive, but yeah. incredibly naive to come into the Premier League and try and play the exact same way. A quality of a squad which is nowhere near good enough to play that kind of football. Um, yeah, agreed. Before Christmas, they should have they should have adapted, and they haven't. And they're just yeah, they're just going to go out of a whimper. It's it's very similar to Sheffield United, like they, but Sheffield United are, are calamitous. Um, Burnley kind of they're not they're not seen they're not deemed like as much of a disaster as Sheffield United have been in the media, but. You can mm. probably argue that's purely down to Vincent Company's profile as a as a, as a footballer, as opposed yeah. to um, the way they actually are playing.
0: Yeah, I also think as well, Vincent, because Vincent Company, like you said, was a good footballer, and they did the documentary, and he did a really good job last year. Chris Wilder obviously hasn't done a good job since leaving anywhere other than Sheffield United, but he he went and bought Sheffield United's bet like one of their best players in Sander Berger, and he's done fuck all. Do you know, what I mean, like it's not like mm. what have they, they've just been. They're, you're you're right in the sense of I think they've got away with it. I think they're they're down. I really didn't think they would be, but they are down. Done. Yeah, in death. my opinion, Chef, Chef, Yu and Burnley are done. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, let's let we'll, we'll come to talk about Chef you in a minute. But I just want to. There's one person I want to pick out from uh, from the Arsenal um from the Arsenal game that I just I was having just this thought about, and I. I I think I said a couple of weeks ago. I think I think Trussard is so. I think Trussard is such a good player to have in your squads. Like, as in yeah. the the variety of positions he can play, and he's really good at all of them. And he doesn't. I don't know whether maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he comes across like a prick. He comes across like a he's pretty. He's happy to. He's he, he's much like Sol Campbell. He's never just muck in and get stuck in or whatever. Sol oh, Campbell said but, the same.
1: The same prick that that kicked up a fuss about moving to Arsenal. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, go on, carry on.
0: Yeah, 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 but also fair enough. If he's, if he's gonna get his move. I don't think he is. I don't, he doesn't come across like it to me, anyway. But um, what I was thinking earlier was Arsenal only bought him because Mudrick didn't work. Fucking imagine if Arsenal bought Mudrick instead of him. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he would? Be, do you reckon Mudrick would be decent at Arsenal, or do you reckon he would still be just what he is? Um,
1: very different players, like. I mean, given time, I'm sure Modric will be unreal. Um, he's very raw. Very, very raw. And I remember when he first... Remember that first game? I think it was against Liverpool. And he caught yeah, the boy. bench and he... A few, two good touches and he absolutely burnt up. I think it was Trent, which is not much to go off of, but he absolutely rinsed him for pace. And I remember thinking in that moment, yeah. like, oh my God, he looks like a problem. Um I think in the short term, Trossard is a great son It's going to definitely be a yeah. better signing than Mudrick, Mudrick would have been. But, I mean, yeah. Mudrick's got time on his side. He, he probably probably will. For £100 million, he's probably going to go on and have a better career.
0: Maybe. Maybe. it'd be. A, I think the one thing as well that would be a real shame is if Mudrick had to leave Chelsea because obviously when he plays there, he gets serenaded by that song that goes, Chelsea, 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 <laughs> Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. It'd be a real shame if he, if they, if they, that wasn't sung about him anymore. Um, you're really alienating the yeah, Br-
1: listeners right now.
0: <laughs> Every week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we've gone down from 20 to 19, so, oh, no. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's going to happen every week. I just try to think of new and more sort of um, interesting ways to break in, which I, I hope I did there because I was hoping you was you were expecting it to happen during when I spoke about Chelsea, as opposed to when I spoke about Arsenal. So um, I'm hoping you're you're glad about that. Um, right? Obviously, the mate how good the mate how good was curse was in full swing this weekend. Um, we picked up That's we picked up Willian, and he, we picked up Willian, and he pulled his hamstring.
1: <laughs> he also was he was. Yeah, he didn't look great for the first goal either. I think the throw-in that came to him was shocking. But yeah, yeah, all overplay, yeah, waste.
0: Did, yeah. Absolute classic. Um, Kaminsky, Kaminsky, I thought, actually had quite a good game. I think you... Yeah, but, but I, but, in the end, I but, think he um, did. But, but someone who definitely, someone who was definitely not affected by the mate, how was Curse was the past tense aguero Agard, who did it again. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> mate, he, what is going on? Not spun. Honestly, Look, that
1: investigate is, him.
0: He's crap, innit?
1: He? I hate to say he's crap, but he is fucking crap. He's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> in the nicest way possible, he's the worst footballer on planet Earth right now
0: in West Ham yeah he's he is yeah he is and I feel like ever since I also think the Met how good was cursed and struck a little bit by West Ham fans you just don't realise how good you've got it with boys. lose 6-0 at home to Arsenal lose 2-0 against Nottingham Forest absolute drab in both of them <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much but one thing I do want to pick up on Nottingham Forest is the fucking audacity of Nottingham Forest employing Mark Plattenberg to come in and analyse refereeing decisions is one of the most self-entitled and bullshit things I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Yeah,
1: I don't really know what he's going to what he's going to do. He's just going to I guess he's going to try and explain to them um, in, in a refer- in referee in terms how they've come to that conclusion come to that conclusion on each decision Um, but I don't see why you need to pay someone to tell you what you already know and something that's not going to affect how your future results go unless they're trying to say okay the referees are against us this season what are we doing that is causing all these decisions to go against us which is just fucking stupid it's just bad luck
0: yeah, I also think as well, like, if you actually read some of the things that come out of his report, supposedly come out of his report, he was like, this referee is refereed, um, he's not very experienced as a Premier League referee, and this other guy's his first time doing the VAR. It's like, like mate, why is that going public? Because <laughs> that puts so much unnecessary pressure on these refs, who, yes, yes, the referees are going to feel a level of pressure and and should feel a level of pressure because of... The, the quality of the decisions that are be being made. But that's that pressure comes as a direct consequence of how poorly they're doing something else. It's no one else is causing that. They're causing it themselves. Whereas mm. you getting Mark Clattenburg to come in and slag them off in public is adding extra pressure on so that they don't need to have there. And like uh, it's it's it is a, like, it's just like, it's like, you remember that simpsons episode where the guy buys a solid gold house and a rocket car it's just a case of having loads of money and not knowing what to do with it because mark clattenberg will be on six figures to go and mm, that's a shit decision <laughs> that's literally what his job is fucking ridiculous it was the fact that he like in his report he said something about yeah the maxwell corney decision was probably a penalty it's like well fucking done mark clattenberg you idiot everyone can tell you it's a fucking penalty like as you're not doing your what what benefit are you get in gaining to, like what does a club gain the club's not going to get any more points from it. Clubs, not, the referees aren't going to pl- perform any better. Referees aren't going to perform; any... they possibly could perform worse because they're like, "Fuck's sake, Mark Clattenburg's here." It's like, um, it's like certain people that we think of. You know, when like I-, I can't say names, but you know, when you're on a night out and you bump into someone in a pub. Oh, for fuck's sake! Like, is <laughs> he Mark Clattenburg? If you're looking at, if you're like looking along the sideline, like, oh, fucking no! He's got Nuno in my ear today. God, got Ange Postacoglu giving me shit. Oh for fuck's sake, Mark Clattenburg's there as well analysing my performance. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: I bet um I bet Mark Clattenberg was licking his lips when he when he doing that cool game and they were like, Alright Mark, yeah, you're right. Yeah, do you um do you fancy um coming in on a like independent basis as a referee just to like go over all the decisions that have gone against us, to let us know what you think. Um Yeah. Sure. Great. Um start Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Yeah, mate. It's just, uh oh, it's fucking, it's, it's bizarre. It's yeah. It's mm-hmm. spending money for the sake of it. But I also part of me thinks it's um, it's a way of like highlighting to the to the referees that they think they're being unfairly treated in games. Oh, yes. And I think that's I think that's the main reason for it.
0: If there's any club that deserves that is Wolves if there's any clubs that, 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 yeah. that deserves to have one of them as Wolves, but this is the same Mark Latenberg who also came out and said he was so scared when he was so excited about and Roy Keane and scared when he shouted it him that he gave him a corner when he knew it was a goal kick. So like, how can that man's, how can that man's opinion be valued? Right. Anyway, um, we spoke about them very briefly and we don't need to talk about the match too much, but, 18 goals conceded since Tom Davis has been on the pitch or is it 18 goals is it 15 goals in the last three games for Sheffield United the only thing I want to talk about is is, is um, what is his name Adme, uh, the Ahmedzovic Ahmedzovic oh the God. the Sheffield United captain coming out afterwards in the press and going I didn't think it was a red card it's it is yeah. it is the it is the one of, it's not one of the is it one of the worst tackles I've ever seen yeah it yeah. is in,
1: re- in modern times,
0: it's one of the worst tackles I've ever seen.
1: Because he
0: doesn't even... I, wow. Does he I think he's trying to ball? play the ball, but... Yeah, yeah, he is trying to play the ball, but also... <laughs> it just it's not like... Yeah, just might Yeah, but he might be trying to play the ball, and then he also lifts his leg up very high to kick him in the thigh. Like, it's not like... Yes, even whether he does or doesn't play the ball or try or not try to play the ball is kind of irrelevant because the action yeah. that comes afterwards that he gets sent off for, he's doing whether he kicks the ball or doesn't kick the ball. So it's just fucking so stupid. It's so stupid. And I, I don't really feel for Chris Wilder because I don't really like Chris Wilder, but I it was that bad that I did feel for him a little bit. Because it's just yeah. like, what do you do 10 minutes in? 10 minutes in against Brighton, you've had, you've lost 5 0 in your last two home games. You've just come off a win. You think, right, lads, time that we might, we might bounce back after this. Right, Mace, Matoma today. Oh, okay, right. So just make sure you just, you know, let him know you're there early. And then he just comes in and just fucking like kicks him in. Oh, it's just a shocker.
1: It's naive. It's really bad defending. Um, he's let them all down there, massively let them down. Um, he should hand in his P forty. He should be getting his P forty five the next day. To be honest with you, Mate, how is he, um, how
0: is Mason Holgate playing in the Premier League?
1: I don't know. He was playing in the Championship not long ago. He wasn't going to in the show up. But... Sorry,
0: he no, but is it, sorry, my point was he was in the Championship but not playing. He got recalled back oh, yeah. in his own because they weren't playing him. So then a Premier League side went, "That's the lad for us."
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> Mate, either said it's not a red card. Is as soon as he said it, he's off his rocker. I don't know what he's thinking. It's one of those things you know, like you know, when you're in the heat at the moment, you you can't you can't admit something has gone against you. Like you can't admit defeat. Like last weekend, and I said Villa were better than Man United. Arguably they were, but also they weren't good enough. So, but I will say they were they were Man United were lucky. That's what I will say. Yeah,
0: but the reality is fantastic. That is not the case. Yeah. <laughs> every every person I have spoken to about our game yesterday, about United's game yesterday, has said that Luton could have nicked it, or Luton, or we were, or we were lucky. A lot of the people I've spoken to have said that, and I just think, like, I just, I, I, I don't get, I don't understand that at all. I don't so just on that, that.
1: I don't think, I don't think, I don't think you were lucky. I think you were no sorry I think you were lucky they didn't I think you were lucky they didn't score another goal because you had so many chances to kill the game (laughs) off and you didn't so in that sense you were so fucking lucky that they didn't score another goal but they also didn't create many chances in the second half that Ross and is their best chance that I can remember Um, but yeah you should have killed it and but also that, th- th-
0: that logic works both ways though right so if, if we if they were so lucky that we didn't if we were so lucky that they didn't score surely they must be some of the luckiest people in the world that it wasn't fucking 4 or 5-1 it's the same like it's the exact same we deserved man united deserved to win yesterday i don't think there's there's no there's no nothing in my mind that tells me that man united didn't deserve to win yesterday but Casemiro but should was, have
1: been sent off in the first half therefore i think you are still pretty lucky because you would have been down to 10 men for the majority of the game
0: do you hear what Ten Hag come out and said today about all of that? Which I uh, I, I don't agree with. I don't agree with in this incident because I agree that I agree that Casemiro should have been sent off. But he says God. that he feels that he said he feels that Casemiro gets his book gets a booking on a first foul more than other players because of the reputation that he has. I do think there are, I do think there is a little bit of legs. I do think there is a little bit of a of, of, there is a, a bit of legs in that. But not not yesterday. I, not yesterday. I, I don't agree with seen the, the context first of yesterday. Foul, but but.
1: Casemiro usually puts himself in a position where he gives away silly fouls Doesn't, yeah. am I wrong? I, I think he does no. I think he plays high up the pitch and he'll take the foul for the team most of the time, he'll take the foul for the team um, so, so the back four are under pressure but that is beside the point, if you're playing on a booking you don't make a silly tackle, tackle. he should have been sent off 100% and <laughs> Eric Tanharka shut the fuck up
0: but I also think, in the same sense, I wonder. I would, I, I would be intrigued to know how many fouls that Rodri makes per game, in comparison to what Casemiro makes per game, and how many cards that collects us. Because Rodri does, Rodri does, Rodri does silly fouls every game. There's no, yeah. like he, he, he is that person. I would be interested to see. I can't be able to properly look it up, but he, I would be interested to see. He commits one right, Sorry, I've just looked it up. Rodri commits on average one point four fouls a game. Oh fucking no, hell, Casemiro gonna. <laughs> Casimir yes, is mean,
1: going to be higher than that, isn't he? He commits
0: 1.5. He commits 1.5 fouls a game on average. Mm. So there's not much in it, but I bet Kasmir's okay. got a lot more yellow cards than Rodri has. Anyway, um, on to the actual game itself. First things first, I don't know whether I think Luton are going to go down now. Well, watching there him are. yesterday, I know... I, I don't think... I don't... I was so, Ross Barkley put on a clinic yesterday, genuinely was, was it is a, it's a sign of how poor, which we'll talk about a little bit, but I'll elaborate a little bit more, poor aspects of Man United's midfield is when when Ross Barkley is putting on a clinic, but also it's a sign of how much Ross Barkley has developed, so I thought he was quality. Carlton Morris, Carlton Morris having to come in and, Carlton Morris usually playing in behind, having to come in and play properly up front. Um because obviously Adibai went off injured, I thought he was very good yesterday. I thought carton Morris is yeah. probably their best player. Um I think defen- I really like defensively, yeah. there's a there's a goal, there's a mistake for the goal. Hoyland's Hoyland's finish for the second is 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 done on purpose. And also, I think if you, I think if someone took fifty corners, like that isn't going in fifty times. That's going in once or twice. Hoyland, a hundred percent meant to do it. Hundred percent meant to do it. I mean, it's pretty think similar he did? to did the goal that he
1: scored against Villa last week, where ball comes in, he finds himself in loads of space, and the the, the, well, the deflection finds him this time, doesn't it? But Maguire finds him yeah. to the Villa goal. Does he mean it?
0: I mean, he does. He yeah, he he, he moves up yeah. the way, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, um, he talks
0: about he talks about it afterwards in in his interview afterwards. I Thought he spoke really well. He's like he's like I've tried. He's like I've been trying. He's like I've been working on those. I was like such a weird work, thing to on, work on Mate, I don't know, I don't know. But he's and I listened to Shearer and Lineker say that he meant it, and I trust those two over. As soon as I saw it, I thought handball, and then I thought
1: if that was another team, they would look at that on VAR for a lot longer and probably find a handball in there. Oh um, my
0: god. And your anti-United bias is horrific, by the way. Um, I don't think it is, but um, yeah, he was—he was very impressive yesterday. He was impressive. Um, Kobe Mainu was at Kobe Mainu again. Was this has been said again a few times? If you listen to any podcast about the Premier League, you'll have heard this before. But Kobe Mainu was calm in a storm yesterday. Bruno, Bruno Garnaccio, and Rashford, mate. Honestly, yesterday. I was losing my mind. Their pa their pass choice was. Uh, I- Bruno is not usually quite this bad with it. Garnacho oh, is, is usually it. quite he's bad. He's
1: so bad with it. Oh, he's, always, he's like, yesterday, uh, every no, time no, I see him, he's like this.
0: No, nah, Bruno. No, nah, I, I, one thing I will say is Bruno treats Bruno treats a football like it's a bomb. It's like he's got to kick it as far away from him as possible as soon as he can. But the choices yesterday, oh, they were awful. And the fact that Mainu had Minu was doing Casemiro's running for him in the first half and then had to drop in and be the holder afterwards. And was just good, kind of was really good with both of them. And we probably have more control in the game in the second half is a big like thumbs up to him and how good he is. Um for the other three, oh my word, Rashford yesterday. <sighs> He played one good ball through for Garnacho that he should have scored from. But honestly, if he made the correct decision with a pass and, and Garnacho and Bruno, we that's what we would have won by four or five or six with. Mm. It's sometimes it's just like like because someone was I was someone was saying yesterday about oh, Ten Hag's football so bad they can't control games and stuff like that, which they can, and I agree. But he can't in split second decisions when so many terrible decisions are being made by players. Like that's not his fault. It can't be his fault. If the players are, if the play, if if you're right, if you've got three open men in front of you, and the sort of the movement or the way that you're supposed to move, the way you're supposed to go on the counter attack, the the thing that triggers a press or whatever, the manager's taught you that, and you've all done that, and it would be effective if the player passed the ball correctly. That has to be the player's fault. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that's not the that's not the that's not always the problem. Yeah. But. There's a, there's, a, there's a large enough sample size of the way Rashford plays now for the whole season, and probably some of last season as well, that you can say, why does he keep picking him? If he plays like he does, he shouldn't be in that. He should not be starting. Who every else week. comes in?
0: Who else comes in? Anthony and his dog. <laughs> that's, that's the option. It's Anthony. we got no. We, got no, we play Garnacho on the left and Anthony on the right. That's our option. It's because he's dog. Anthony's crap. That's why.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't see him be if if this Dan Ashworth, who's the Messiah, is going to come in and and revolutionise Man United. I can't see how you can start next season with Marcus Rashford out on the left playing the way he does if you want to be like considered title challengers, for example.
0: I was having I was actually having that thought earlier, and I was I was thinking, do you think that do you think that the Club will look at getting rid of Bruno was what my thought was earlier. Yeah, and I don't, I, I, don't, so. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think I want, I don't think I would want Bruno to get. To, why? Well, no, I don't want Bruno to be gone because I, I can see how good Bruno is. Man United fans see what Bruno is. I think because they watch him more. But I can see them. I can also see them getting rid of Bruno. I don't know why. I just had a feeling earlier. I was like, oh. because of, because of the because of the lack of control within the midfield. Yeah. The lack of control within the midfield, I think, could be a sign that because Mount has been bought, Mount has been bought. They won't get rid of Mount. They're not going to. Man United aren't going to get rid of Mount because it'd be because what we'd sell him for fucking fifteen million. He hasn't played for us. He's been given no opportunity. He's clearly a type of player that Ten Hag wants. But I could. I don't know why it just came into my head earlier. I was like, fuck. If Saudi come in and offered stupid money for Bruno, do you think he'd go? And I think the answer is probably yeah.
1: Do Do you think that? Ten Hag gives him too much like license to do what he wants because I don't. I could not see a player like Bruno playing the way he does in any other top like four or five sides. Like I just, I, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that for Liverpool. He wouldn't do that for for, for City. He, he and he certainly wouldn't do it for Arsenal. I couldn't. It's so wasteful. Um, yeah.
0: But that's. I think but that's down to Ten Hag. I also yeah, yeah, I just come back to your point. I think the so wasteful thing is Bruno's numbers are always really good because Bruno does get a lot of goals just gets a lot of assists. And people always always penalties. It's like, yeah, but well you can't penalty and assist, can you, you dumbass. But he he um and he doesn't always take penalties for us, weirdly. But he is I agree with your point wholeheartedly. I just think he just can help himself. Like it's like he's it's like his tactical discipline it's not he can't help himself, his tactical discipline is is mental sometimes because I used to think as well. I used to think, oh, he gives the ball away a lot, but I like it because he's progressive and he does try to pass the ball forward. But mm. I, this this season, and I've I, I've liked that more in previous season. This season, I look at him, I just think he is. It's 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 like that's the only option. It used to happen quite a lot, yeah. but like now, it's like he can't just play. He picks up the ball at centre back. He picks up the ball and like it's like he picks up the ball at centre back. He picks up the ball and the right wing, the left wing. He'll go and do the press and then leave a massive gap in the midfield. And I just I love Bruno, but I just do. I'm going to regret saying all of this so much, but I do. I, I I don't know why I can just see him going, and I could be miles off it. And Bruno could be out. And Bruno could be outstanding for the rest of the season, which wouldn't again wouldn't surprise me one bit. But yeah, something just doesn't feel right. Yeah, wow.
1: Let's see if but Ten Hag's manager next season. And then I think that'll be... That'll be massive in terms of whether or not he stays, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the, this, the Ten Hag thing and what you said about Dan Ashworth, I think leads on really nicely to the point about Dan Ashworth. So we got up... We had a look earlier at some of his... Of what his role is. Of what his role is. And I think the reality is no one knows, really. No one has... Like, there's no, like... Direct, obvious thing that Dan Ashworth is going to be doing. But if you look at his, just looking at his sign-ins, which is um, from his time at Newcastle and Bournemouth. If you look at the players he's bought, a lot of what this is going to be based on is possibly either how good they've been to the club or resale value. So you've got like Caicedo, McAllister bought for 11 million, sold for 160 million. Trossard's bought 15, sold for 40. Evan Ferguson, who will be an A who who would probably get. 60 to 80 million from now, if he went. Nick Pope, obviously, been very good for Newcastle. Matoma, Isaac, Kukere, Gordon, Lampty, Botman, Adam Webster, who I think is a very good player. Tino Livramento, that Jan Paul van Hecker that um, Brighton have got, who they paid 1.8 million for. Like, um, there's loads of them. There's not many, play- there's a couple of players now, I look at them and go, who? Or haven't done particularly well, which is always to be expected. But in the main, there's a lot of very positive transfers and signings there. Like, do you think he's going to have that much of an impact? From as like a non-Man United, before I give my opinion, do you think he's going to have that much of an impact?
1: Considering Man United don't have anyone that does what he's going to be doing, then yeah, I think he will have a positive impact on um, on how Man United perform like next season in the short term. Um, The signings that Brighton make. That they end up like end up going on to be great players and and end up selling for lots of money. I can't. I I don't think Man United will make that same level of signing because you can't make a signing like that as Man United. It feels like unless you buy them very Mm. young. Because if Man United comes sniffing around Mois Caicedo in Ecuador, the price is going to go up. If Brighton comes sniffing around him, they'll take they'll take what say they take what they're given, but like. I think they I think they paid like 5 6 million for for Kai. Segui. Yeah. Um if Man United come looking for for him it's a it's a bit different. So I don't know how I don't know how what he does at the moment is going to translate to Man United. I think Man United are still going to continue to spend lots and lots of money but I think there's going to be a lot more due diligence made, like done on who they're signing. So like Newcastle obviously since he's come in he's spent qu- he's spent quite big sums on players. Like Tanali, for example. Mm-hmm. He obviously went on um, Tenali's, um betting um history and checked to make sure that he made loads of bets um before he signed him. And then if you look yeah. at players like Isaac, he signed him for seventy million, Gordon sixty million. They're still quite sizable fees, but like Forty Gordon don't... was
0: forty, so I just I'm just gonna stick Gordon. Was up he one, 40? One was forty? Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't Gordon sixty. Gordon was
1: forty. So They're still sizable fees, but they're already looking like good signings. So, like, I know I know Isaac for 70 is a lot of money, but Isaac is still young. He's always been highly, highly, highly regarded. He's looking like you can't get a good centre forward at the moment for anything under, I don't know, 80, 90 million, maybe more. Yeah. Like, there's there's, there's, there's nothing about 70 million for a player that's going to probably end up doing double figures for the next few years. It's a bit of a snip. So if Man United can replicate what he's done, then yeah, absolutely worth every penny. But I don't know how, I just don't know how easily it's going to, how easily what he does is going to, is going to translate it to a club as big as Man United.
0: Yeah. I think what, what we get, I think that. So just on Moises Caicedo, do you know that Man United didn't okay? Man United agreed a fee, agreed a deal with him for four million pounds before he went to Brighton, and then the the board didn't okay (laughs) the money. That's no joke as well. Completely Um, invalidates my point. (laughs) No, no, no. I think your point is very valid, but that is just. uh, I think your point is very, very, very valid. Um, But I think what we get, what the like you said, not having one before is a big thing. There's so much talk about Man United, the toxic culture, and how poor the culture is. And I don't think culture is something that you can just bring in and make look good. Like you can't just go, oh, here's a good culture. Like this isn't like, do you know what I mean? Like you don't get Jake Humphreys in to do a talk and all of a sudden everyone's a high performance podcast athlete. <laughs> but but I think what he he has instilled, he instilled a he did instill. A posit, like a good, he's obviously been part of working at a positive culture in England, Brighton, and Newcastle. But I think the thing for me that makes the biggest difference is him and Omar Barada working together. Obviously, Barada's been used to working in a really successful machine in City. Dan Ashworth is seen as the best about like I think that's that's pretty like or or maybe maybe wasn't prior to man united but it's it's extremely highly regarded now as what as as if not one of the best about right so I think that the difference is, is like I said we didn't have a director of football or if we did they weren't competent i think what was happening before is the manager had 100% power over the transfers right which is why we've bought loads of players that don't fit in it's, uh, I saw an analogy once So sometimes Man United is like you put a roast dinner on top of a spaghetti bolognese on top of a Chinese on top of a curry all individually they're nice things but if you put them all together they're going to taste like shit and sometimes Man United buy players that just don't suit the system and that is that is something that like Ten Hag has to take culpability for is or, or took culpability or for praise for because some of his signings have been really good some of his signings have been really shit but I think what it does do is those two working together with the manager, whether that is Ten Hag or isn't Ten Hag, means that they can sort of go, right, this is the profile of player. This is the profile of Because Ten Hag's come out and said, I, everyone thought, oh, we play this Ajax brand of football. And he's come out and said, well, I can't play it with these players. So, okay, well, what type of players would you need to then be able to do that? And then the difference isn't Ten Hag going, right, I'm just going to look in the area of the visa and look who was good back then. Oh, Frankie de Jong. Oh, Barcelona need to sell him now. Perfect, I'll go and buy him. The difference is, is that Man United will then have. Well, the, the, those two I think Ashworth and Barada massively will work at getting who are the list of players that fit that profile that could come to this club and again I yeah. agree with you in what you said about the thing. it is sometimes that will be sometimes that will be someone from Brighton sometimes that'll be someone from uh, I don't know like Fortuna Dusseldorf sometimes it'll be someone from it'll be like I don't know someone from Bayer Leverkusen or something like. Do you know what I mean? Like it, I think the, the, there will be a, a range of people that we will want, but the profile is going to be what the focus is on. So let's say, for example, if we wanted a right back, we would Jeremy Frimpong would probably be on our list and will probably cost sixty million. But there'll also be some other fucker who's playing in Italy or something that wouldn't be on everyone's radar. That we go, oh, we're getting for that money. I think what Man United have done, I think, is just good. Is they're going and getting some of the best about. And it doesn't feel yeah. like they're getting some of the best about when they're on the downwards. They one on the downwards because Barada's role is a promotion, and Ashwa, Newcastle, and Man United to me is a promotion. Maybe it's not to everyone, but it's a promotion. They're getting people on the up, whereas opposed to when we do things like this, or when things like this have happened, we've generally got people on the down. When you look at like players, if we go and buy a top quality player. We buy a top quality player that's thirty. Like we go and buy Casemiro, for example. Which I love Casemiro, but he's thirty. There's no. There's no. There's no long term thought process in buying casemiro it's very rare that yeah. we buy someone on the up and they actually work bruno is the only one bruno is the only one in modern history that has actually worked It's someone that we've bought on the up for what is probably a relatively reasonable amount of money considering the impact they've had so do i i, I do i think it'll have a big impact yeah i think it will is he worth 20 million pounds fuck knows uh, it that sounds like a lot of money to me but the fact he's been put on garden leave is sort of like the sign that it is gonna happen. But I'll be what I'll be excited about in the summer is us buying players, but possibly buying players that I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as in we always buy players I know. Or or like I've heard of or I've seen of all from, from somewhere. Like fuck it, like Anthony, 88 million for Anthony. Because I was like, oh shit, he was at Ten Args Maybe Malassia was one that comes under not, no, not known, but like, oh, Casemiro, Kasimura. Casemiro's class, yeah, yeah. Oh, Martinez, he was at Tenaga Ajax, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're we'll going by, we apparently have been linked for a little while with this Josh Zerxi, who plays for Bologna. I know fuck all about him, but I kind of think that's a little bit more exciting. Um, yeah. And I would also, and I also, now that I know that there's somebody that isn't just leaving the manager out to dry, I know that there's somebody with the man, working with the manager who is clearly very skilled, I'd be more excited about the transfers we'd get.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a concerning time to be um, a fan of of a club that's trying to do, trying to get into the Champions League. Like, if Man United can like actually pull it together, if Chelsea can pull it together, Arsenal City and um, Liverpool have already got it together. It becomes very fucking hard to break into that top five at that point. Um, Spurs as well, the infrastructure they've got. The manager they've got is starting to look pretty competitive next season. So, I mean, it 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 changes like the wind in football. But in an ideal world, he's going to come in, he's going to make some very good signings, and then Man United actually yeah. going to be competitive next season. If it's the players that the, it's the problem at Man United, if it's not the yeah. manager and it's not the culture, um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I I also do kind of think that, uh, I, yeah. I could see the manager going as well, but I, I don't know. I, I don't want him. I don't think I want him to go, but I could see him going. But like you were saying if about, you can see the structures being built and stuff like that. Like this, that's probably where, like who's, a, like who's the director of football at Chelsea? I don't even, I've even got one. Like we spoke about this before, but we're like clubs yeah, like Villa, probably the reasons that you're, Probably the reasons that clubs like Villa and clubs like Newcastle have been able to get into those, not not the obviously not the reason, but probably a a factor that could be a five percent factor, it could be a twenty percent factor, is Villa have got Villa, Villa recruit really well, and they went and got Munchie in the summer. Munchie's like one of the most highly rated like chief like chief execs around. The guy that from Sevilla. like obviously Newcastle mm-hmm. had Dan Ashworth, and that was obviously a factor in their push and that type of thing. So are these people? I don't know is the answer, but these people could be seen as. A factor in why things are getting better. But like, I don't
1: know. Just, just on, just on that. Whilst we're still talking about it, um, when it comes to the manager. So, for example, Newcastle have got Dan Ashworth. Then I've got Monchi. Um, that that person takes a lot of pressure off the manager. Ten Hag yeah. has to fight a lot of fires at Man United mainly because he's got like what is the structure of Man United? It's Ten Hag does pretty much everything, playing staff wise, and then what is it a CEO? after that yeah that's great that is crazy because that that ceo is, is is really is probably does like the back end of like transactions for players but sounding out players and dealing with agents and all that stuff i guess is ten Hag and his staff which is ridiculous He needs to be fit like you want someone dan ashworth and um is it barreda Barada barreda yeah. Berada. Yeah, brother. They'll take that pressure off of him, and then it will be a case of working as like a team to be able to recruit players and the right players, and having someone to sound off against. I think, yeah, it's oh. it's a bit. I'm getting a bit nervous. I'm getting <laughs> a
0: bit nervous. They're back, baby. Man United are back. <laughs> Nah, Man United aren't back. But it's uh, Man United aren't <laughs> back. We're we're not going to be competing next season. We won't be still competing for a few seasons, I don't think. If if we well if we do, but I don't know. But I do. It's but but it's exciting. The one thing I've got to say as yeah. a United fan is I'm excited because there is actual something is actually happening. Like as yeah. in it could all, it could all turn to shit. Who knows? It could all turn to shit. But it's exciting that something is happening. Um. Right, we've spoken a lot, so I'm just gonna. Um, I just want to just come on one more thing before we go for our prediction. Do our predictions right, because we. Well, I actually kind of want to talk about is in a little podcast, a, a podcast a little while ago, a little podcast. Um, why? Uh, how do I word this? Why do we vilify our best players? Right? Why do we vilify? Why do we vilify some of our best players? So, what? Why is? Why are a lot of people taking a lot of joy in the fact that Harry Kane could still not win a trophy, despite the fact he is England's all-time top (laughs) goalscorer? Harry Kane is not someone I think that divides opinion. He's not like a... He's not like a massive... If Harry Kane was like Mario Balotelli, where some people think, or like Zlatan Ibrahimović, where some people think, wow, I love that persona, I hate that persona. Harry Kane is not divisive at all. He's made no. a move to Bayern, which, uh, which is fine for, for all parties. He's England's all-time top goal scorer and he's England captain. But for some reason, the general consensus is, and I'm, I'm involved in this, I'm like, fuck me, it's well funny. Kane's gone to Bayern to piss the league and he's not even going to win it. Why? And do you feel sorry for him?
1: Um, I don't feel sorry for him though, no. because I think I don't think he would have gone to Bayern to piss the league and be like, yeah, proud of that, proud that we won the league, we pissed it. I think he's gone to Bayern because he thinks he's got a good chance of winning the Champions League, and I think that's ultimately going to be a bigger achievement for him on a personal level than winning the Bundesliga would be. And I don't think I don't think Harry Kane is that, um, is that vain to think that he has to win something with his club. To be able to be considered yeah. one of the best players of all time, I don't. I think that's such a load of bollocks. Like, you might, jo- I, I mean, like as fans, you joke joke about amongst yourselves. Like you would to a Spurs fan, and be like, oh yeah, he's got to leave to win something. He doesn't have to leave to win anything because he's still going to be regarded as one of the greatest players of all time because of how well he played as a fo- as a footballer on an individual yeah. an individual level. How much he elevated Spurs above what they were probably capable of with the squad that he was in. Um, the 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 whole like taking the piss out of him now Bayern because they're doing badly is purely because he played for spurs and nothing else if he played for maybe a lower ranking team in the premier league has always been unreal and then has gone on to bayern to become the next step and it's just not worked for him you wouldn't he wouldn't be taking the piss out of him in the way that they are now it's just because he played for a, a club that were, were close to winning something and never quite did um yeah, I just, it's, it's just it's part of it. could be, it, it, he could have left Man United and gone to Bayern after not winning something, and it would be the exact same thing. I um, yeah. just, I think it's, yeah, it's just stupid, is it? It's just not, I don't, I'll not say he's not going to win something. I did, they could still go on and win the Champions League um, after pulling the back from uh, that, like that, that's game,
0: but they don't look very good yeah. at the moment. Doesn't look good for Tommy. No, nah. nah, he's got, I think he'll be gone soon. I think he'll be gone. I think it wouldn't surprise me if Hansi Flick comes in to the end of the year. He'll be gone. In fact, that's my. But I, I, I was thinking about earlier. I was like, I'm going to say this on the podcast. I think Thomas Tuchel will get sacked soon, and Hansi Flick will come in and replace him until the end of the if, year when they try and go get Shabby Alonso. So, in this like this fantasy world where
1: Thomas Tuchel gets sacked, would you would you be opposed to the idea of him becoming the next Man United manager if uh, they decide they're not going to go with Ten Hag? Oh. because there was a moment where he was probably he was regarded as like he was uh, the third best him. manager in the world at
0: one point wouldn't he yeah uh, because he would was I the third want... best manager in the Prem would I want Thomas Tuchel probably not because really yeah because and that's not I'm not me saying that I think Thomas I think Thomas Tuchel is Thomas Tuchel is a better manager than Ten Hag but I think that's the thing I worry about with Thomas Tuchel is there's a pretty re- there's a relatively consistent destructive pattern with him, with him and the board, and I think if we're getting in a new board to then get it undermined straight away by a new manager, or it could work, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, 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 like for, By all accounts, I've heard he is a bit of a nightmare to deal with, but he is a better manager Where did than Chad Chelsea, wouldn't it? He was apparently a bit of a nightmare at Chelsea, and he's apparently a bit of, bit mean, of a nightmare at Bayern. And he was apparently a bit of a nightmare. To be fair, he's been the most successful PSG manager, so being able to manage that means... Uh, Yeah, okay, yeah, I would take him at United. Sorry, I changed my mind. Yeah, take him at United. (laughs) Um, Right, let's go for our predictions of last... Fuck me, we've spoken for ages. Let's go for our predictions of last week really quickly, and then we'll do our predictions for this week. So, we both were correct in predicting Real Madrid beating RB Leipzig. Um, We're both correct in Man City beating Copenhagen. None of the right scores, though. We're both wrong with predicting Bayern, led by the third best manager in the world, Thomas Ducal, beating uh, Lazio because they lost 1-0. And uh, I was right with PSG Dad's. I said they win and you said 2 all. So no correct results, but I got more. So again, this week, I'm going to give myself the crown of winning. Absolutely fackle again. So let's go through this week's Champions League fixtures and I'm also gonna ask you for the League Cup final prediction because we are doing a podcast this week about someone who is related to the League Cup final, which is a lean Lean. Um right, Eindhoven versus Dortmund in Eindhoven oh that's a hard one. Um
1: I'm gonna go two one Dortmund
0: Yeah. That is a tough game in
1: it. That's a tough yeah. game to predict. They're flying at the moment, I, uh, PSV. So, yeah, it's not... But uh, Dortmund and Europe are good. Yeah, I'm going
0: to go 2-1 go Dortmund. I'm going to go 3-1 Eindhoven. Ooh! I'm
1: gonna,
0: yeah, I'm going to. Don't know why. Just can't think of a reason just to be a bit different. Because it's one of them where you kind of feel like, oh, could PSV just just do it? I, I, I think Dortmund would go through, but I feel like it'd be one of those... There's got to be one tie this round where a side drags it back from the first leg. And I feel like if there's any, yeah. it's this. Um, all right. Champions League winners 2024 Inter Milan versus <laughs> uh, Atletico.
1: What um, do you That stinks of a nil-nil for me.
0: Nil-nil? Yeah, I'm going to go nil-nil. I'm going to go for... Hmm, Inter are going to win the Champions League, aren't they? So I'm going to go for 2-0 Inter. Jesus. I'm going to go 2-0 Inter. I think Marcus Toram's going to score one as well. Right, Napoli-Barcelona. To give you some context, Napoli have just sacked Walter Mazzari, who was a little bit tired when he came in. And Barcelona <laughs> are sacking their manager, uh, Xavi, at the end of the season. So this is, this is genuinely El Sacico. Who have you who have you got? Um
1: it's not looking good for Napoli at the moment, is it? Um No. I'm gonna go three Three two Barca. I can have goals.
0: Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for three one Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> Bob knows why, but I am. New manager bounce, Barca in the mud, Victor they've still got Victor Osman, they've still got Kavaradonna. I could I don't know. Big game, of that. Marek Marek Hamsik comes back as well, apparently as part of the coaching staff, lifts the nation, lifts the place a little bit. Dunno, could you see it? Is that who's taking over? See? No, I can't remember. That. the fella, he's the Slovakia manager, but Marek yeah, Hamsik's on his fella. on his um Himself, he's only over until the end of the year, right? And the next one, Porto versus Arsenal again. Porto are, Porto are decent. Um,
1: I think it's gonna be like I think Arsenal beat them like 3-0. Yeah, three 0 Yeah, I go three nil Arsenal. I think I'm yeah. back to them.
0: Okay. Uh, I also think they will win. Uh, I'm going to go for two 0 I was going to say four 0 It was, but I'm going to go two 0 I think Arsenal going to be. I don't know why. This might sound stupid, but I feel like in modern times, Arsenal in Portugal just stinks of them winning. I don't know what that. I don't know where that's come from. That could be wrong.
1: Of Arsenal, but I feel
0: like Arsenal playing a Portuguese side just stinks of them winning. I don't know. Did they get beat by um, Sporting last year? They, think so. Nah, uh, yeah, but they, yeah, but that's when they played that proper weak side, wouldn't it? They had um, your man Marquinhos scored.
1: I think that's uh, in Sporting.
0: Yeah. No, and know. also, just one final moment to shout out from the week that we haven't spoken about yet that we should have spoken about is: Besiktas have sacked one of their players because he got caught on Tinder. How fucking funny is that? Imagine that. What? He, they, they've sacked him for misuse of misuse of social media or something like that because he's on Tinder the club have sacked one of their players imagine that that's a shout my man's horny my man's horny do you know what I mean you can't you can't sacking him for being yeah. horny
1: that, the horny police are out in full force that's, that's actually yeah that's a disgrace
0: imagine getting called in yeah, just, oh yeah
1: we're gonna <laughs> we've seen you on there um, Tinder we swept right but you're gonna have to go mate <laughs> but also let me know if you're
0: free for dinner next week <laughs> Right, that's us. Well done. We just said half an hour. Oh, sorry. We want to do a cup final prediction. Oh, yeah. Oh, Let yeah, that's not us. Bit. Wow. Jesus Christ. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea, would you reckon?
1: I reckon Chelsea... No. <laughs> I reckon Liverpool 3 now.
0: Yeah, I also reckon Chelsea are not going to win 2 and I reckon they're going to lose 3-1. Okay, good. I'm glad we did that. Right, so if you had... Thirty seconds of your life um, that you've just wasted. Fair enough. Um, if you are, if you have got to this point, and you are a Chelsea fan, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Just for good measure. <laughs> um, and uh, we we've said we're going to stick to half an hour. We are an hour and five minutes in, so um, I'm, we're going to finish it there. It's a goodbye from me,
1: and a goodbye from me. Player Out Friday. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and a goodbye from me. Player Out Friday. Bye.